0: When I was 12, my mom came home from the library, and she had a couple of books about the New World Order. And it only took a week or two, and that became pretty much her favorite subject in the world. And apparently, the UN was just one big plot that was heading us towards global domination, and it was run by the forces of evil. So now, instead of listening to country music when we were in the car, we only had the option of listening to Rush Limbaugh. And I just, I fucking hated that guy and his contempt for women. It was so obvious and his ideas were just stupid. And I don't know, it even, I know I was 12, but I just seemed like it was really clear that he was just trying to play on people's fear and it was just ugly. So I hated being stuck in the car listening to it, but I, I definitely was not supposed to say anything about that because, you know, opinions were not really allowed at the old homestead. I don't know. I mean, my mom really enjoyed it, and she hadn't had anything to be excited about in a long time. So, you know, I guess that's fine.
1: Welcome to Broken Corners, a podcast about memories. My name's Armando.
0: This is Karen.
1: And this episode, we are going to look at conspiracy theories and why we find comfort in them,
0: maybe? Or enjoyment? Yeah. Or, or the opposite.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that Rush Limbaugh had been around for so long.
0: Ugh, Forever. Oh yeah, because evil never dies.
1: And he was rattling on about the New World Order.
0: Yeah, and it was funny because I loved Star Trek: The Next Generation so much. So to me, the idea of we're merging towards a global governance that will, you know, will make decisions for the good of the planet, I was like, wait, that's not the plan. Yeah, I thought we were supposed to do that. Yeah,
1: I mean, I wonder why. That's what Captain
0: Picard would do.
1: Oh, you like that Star Trek?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next Generation. You
1: don't like Shatner?
0: Oh yeah, but he hadn't. Like he wasn't. This was I. You know, I watched Next Generation live. No, you know, what I mean live when it when it like came. You studio audience. When it originally <laughs> aired, no, I, I looked through the windows. <laughs> let me in <laughs>
1: no i i never watched star trek oh okay except for maybe a couple episodes i wasn't a big fan
0: yeah i was a star
1: wars fan but it's funny that it was an episode recently of this american life mm-hmm. and they were talking about how the new world order or like the comp like the how trump plays into the fears of conspiracy theorists especially yeah. with regards to like globalism gl- yeah globalism exactly and um I'm still trying to figure out, like, kinda like you, like, why is that a bad thing? Why is, you know, the EU, which is like a, not even, but a very similar thing, kind of, or thought.
0: Like a coalition. Yeah,
1: like, why is that a bad thing? Why is the UN a bad thing?
0: So, I mean, I definitely, there, there are countries, I I don't think it's nationalism Mm -hmm. to, you know, or sort of poisonous patriotism to be able to say, i I am happy to have the rights I have as an American versus right. how like i I do not want to live in Saudi Arabia, yeah, no. you know like that that kind of not and not because Saudi arabians as a group are bad, like you know irredeemable people, right, but that you know like we were talking about equal protection under the law yeah, last yeah. week, and there is none right, and so I, like, I get people saying I'm, like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with just merging everything because I have something to lose, but then there's just being, but being afraid of coming together, like, it, to me, it seems, like, almost anti-democratic.
1: Yeah, it's it's either phobic, it's a whole bunch of things, yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny because I love conspiracy theory. Well, there's a few of them that I really, really, yeah, I like, I really like getting into it, and sometimes it drives me insane, but... You know, this all started for me was JFK assassination. Mm. Um, I really got into it in the nineties when Oliver Stone movie came out. Oh, okay. And you know, and that, I know, I mean, that movie was all crazy. I don't know if you, see, have you seen the movie? I saw it in the theater. Yeah. That movie was crazy. I was like 15 maybe. Uh, I think it came out in 91
0: mm-hmm.
1: or 92. It was just crazy and really interesting. And that, you know, I, you know, I, I cut a lot in, in, in high school and I would go to the library and just read old New York Times articles on the assassination. But did none... you
0: ever feel like you found a tidbit that people didn't No, not at all.
1: Because it wasn't like, you know, where you're reading the Olive Stone thing and you're like, he's giving you all these like things that weren't reported on. Okay. You know what I mean? Like and he's telling you like, you know, I mean everyone knows about the grassy you knoll because that's the whole thing. Yeah. But when you start watching, you know, most recently I started watching documentaries again and I I got back in the hole. I was like, Oh no, I'm back here. One of the things that they were talking about is one particular documentary, um, it's on Prime called Dark Legacy. Mm-hmm. Is that um one of the big fear was that JFK was basically trying to create globalism. Okay. And that was one of the reasons why the you know, the CIA they took him out. Okay. Um, Because people
0: had such an issue with him being Catholic because they said that his, um, his allegiance would be to the Pope. Yeah. Which is hilarious now.
1: It is hilarious. Especially since like his dad was like totally in with the Irish mob and like, you know what I mean? Like, but it's just, it was fascinating and a new take that I had never thought of. Well, obviously I would never think of what it was something. This documentary came out in 2009, but apparently even when George Bush Senior mm-hmm. was running for president. Grabby. Grabby rep. <laughs> Grab ass. Um, they were, they were, so basically there's this document with, that says George Bush involvement in the CIA in 1963. But apparently he did not become the director of the CIA until 1970 or something
0: like that? Yeah.
1: So they asked him in the 80s, it's even an article in the New York Times, they asked him, he's like, no, it must have been a different George Bush.
0: Wait, wait. <laughs> they said that he was in, the document says he was in charge of it? Or just that he was a, a, like involved a, with Involved, it. like he was an agent. Well, that kind of, I mean that makes sense, right? You don't become the – you don't become the CEO of the company on day one necessarily. Like you could be an but, agent. In
1: but he's Yeah. But he's claimed to never have been any involved with the oh, he's saying he prior just, to being a director. He just straight yep, in as the director. Yep.
0: Interesting. So
1: – um, but this all goes into – so basically the – one of the theories is that the CIA and FBI basically were having – they were doing all these things. <laughs> Sibling that, rivalry. Yeah, basically <laughs> – Kennedy fired the head of the CIA. Okay. But the CIA guy still aligned themselves with the former CIA boss, right? Mm -hmm. So then then that pissed people off and they were, they disagreed with how he was handling Cuba. Okay. So they were still running operations outside of what the president wanted that was still, you know, trying to get into Cuba and do all these things. Okay. And the FBI basically got involved because, you know, the FBI is domestic and CIA is supposed to be, um, you know, global. Right. So Oswald was an FBI like agent or informant or something. So he infiltrated what they were planning the CIA with. He infiltrated the CIA with like a, and then they found, the government found out and shut down all these operations.
0: Wait, and the source on that is?
1: Oh, this is all this dark legacy thing. So, okay,
0: that's, I forgot, I yeah. forgot which one it was. So like,
1: from. and then, and then it goes back and forth, and basically they, what it, what it comes down to is that the CIA involvement, heavily involved with under Bush, mm-hmm. who basically like, was like the leader of this whole thing, but not really involved.
0: Okay.
1: Formed a group of people to take out the president.
0: I mean, what's, do you know what the official narrative is on where he was during those years?
1: Uh Oh, so they say, because I don't want, this is all hearsay, right? Because uh-huh. it's a documentary by, you know, people who are conspiracy theorists. And I'm not <laughs> saying they don't have facts. I just don't, I don't know if they're right So his, he was in Texas and he was the owner of an oil company. Okay. He, I think it was in, he was in Houston. Okay. And he had made phone calls saying that someone had come in claiming that they were going to shoot the president or something like that.
0: Oh, wait, sorry. Oswald.
1: No, Bush.
0: Bush made those calls.
1: Yeah, Bush had made a phone call to—I forgot who it was—basically uh, saying like there were threats against the president.
0: Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not sure if any of this is true, but
0: hey. <laughs> so you remember back in season two when um, Brian was our guest, yes, and we talked about how when he and I worked at the the Living History Museum, yeah, how if we wanted to. If we wanted to share a fact yeah. to the, to the tourists, to the visitors that we had to have three sources yes. to back it up. So like how, when you're watching stuff like that, do you need to hear it more than once from a different source or do you just enjoy like, that is an entertaining theory?
1: Yeah. The, the latter, what you just said. So like I watch it and I go, Oh, and so, and this guy actually had documents. He had that document from the CIA and he also had these other like factual things. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. But I'm not sure of the context of all of it. you know what right. I mean? Like, so, like, like I'm still like, hey, this is probably true. It probably is true. Yeah. Because
0: uh, um, it seems like with conspiracy theories, it can sort of, to, like, to a certain mindset, it can be just a feedback loop. Yeah. Because you entertain it in the first place because you're skeptical. Right. But then if you're really skeptical, then you would be skeptical about what they're telling you about the conspiracy theory, too. And then it yeah. just... You know, it yeah, goes around and around. You should be.
1: But, I mean, but then where's the fun? <laughs> <laughs> I mean...
0: I tried, you know, getting ready for this episode, I I tried to – I did a bunch of reading about stuff. Yeah. But then I was trying to watch stuff on Netflix. Like I looked up all their conspiracy theory docs. Every time I would start one, I would get like 90 seconds in and I would just be like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't know. I'm not saying that's right, but it's just funny how I just have this like gut reaction of like, oh, hell no. (laughs) Like why am I going to spend my time with you are like i i would just rather i would rather i would rather it be real fiction right like just um and i it's not like i it, it's not that I discount completely the possibility that there mm-hmm. are elements of these things that are true right, um, but I don't know why I just have this like
1: well also no, do you think like <laughs> Also, do do you think that the vehicle that it's coming, that the message is being delivered in, so like it's being delivered in a shitty nineteen eighty four Toyota Corolla, but had it been delivered in a nice two thousand seventeen, no two thousand nine, I'm like I don't even know what year we are in two thousand nineteen Tesla, narrated by Ken Burns and all all his Ken Burns and well, because
0: consider the source, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Exactly. So there are there are reasons why certain sources have more credibility. Yeah. And then, but then it's like, and that's, that's what they want you to believe. Woo. But it's,
1: and even though it's always like the footage is terrible looking and, and the guy narrating is always looks like he's kind of off slightly, right. you know, like he has like the beard. He's
0: wearing a mock turtleneck.
1: And he has like a hat, you know, yeah. like, you know, like some weird, like one of those Crocodile Dundee hats those like leather things. Yeah. And you're like, oh.
0: Like what's an example of a well done conspiracy theory? Mm. Vehicle. I, I mean, work. I guess the that JFK movie.
1: The JFK movie, the ones that the History Channel does, because they tend oh. to get like you know real. They, like I saw one where they reenacted the whole scene of the shooting, mm. and they got you know like the CSI gelatin, like when they when they like reenact crimes and they they make the skin with like the gelatin and they put like bones in it. No. Oh, so they like they like form like the model of a, of a like a bust of a human being. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they'll do a whole body, or sometimes they'll just do the bus, and they and then make they just it. like run over it. They'll run over it. They'll shoot it to see. Oh my god, I was just
0: making a joke.
1: <laughs> no, no, they'll do like they'll or they'll hack at it to see like the angles and stuff. Oh okay. Um, so they did that, and they they hired a like a sharpshooter and to see if they could reenact the three shots in the five point whatever seconds. And, oh okay.
0: Um, and they the way oh they- like what um what's your bucket on the second season of what's your bucket of um what was what was the show we watched in New Orleans. The making of a murder. How to make a murder? Mm. Murdy, mm. murdy, murd, murd.
1: We were oh, making a murder,
0: making a murder. Right.
1: <laughs> so the on
0: the because on the second season he got that high-powered lawyer, yeah, and she yeah. was doing all that forensic right, recreation right. to show that the the version of you know events was not scientifically possible right. that the prosecution had put forward. And
1: that's a conspiracy in itself. I mean, that's a like you know not believing what you're being told to believe. Yeah. And I think that's where, I mean, not trusting the source.
0: Well, it's a weird, it's a weird situation to be a juror because you're getting this, you're getting this, um, narrative presented to you with, you know, they don't have to present the truth. They have, you know, right. They just present like the most believable version to reach the, you know, the conclusion they want
1: yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a weird place where there are levels of authority. So right. particularly in court where the judge allows all these things to be presented and you have to, I guess, take them as fact if they're evidence, right? Or if they're this. So then how do you make that decision? I guess it's the same thing with the government or whoever is telling you this is what happened, the media, whoever. right. And now you have to um, take that as fact. And I guess as human beings, that's not always so easy to swallow yeah and that's where the the second guess and i think it's good to be
0: um skeptical
1: skeptical and to second guess things yeah but i don't know there is a level where it gets dangerous yeah uh to everybody
0: i mean that was like a big thing the probably the the biggest thing i learned from my dad was (laughs) don't swallow it based on who's feeding it to you. Right. You know, that it does, you have, you have the right to question anything. Yeah. Regardless of who it's coming from and that it's healthy to do that. And if they can't back it up, then it's probably not true.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is, that is the, the, that's where the inquisitive mind comes from. And, you know, in in being an intellectual or at least having some sort of thinking. Yeah. But I also like, not trusting the government. I mean, if you're a person of color or if you're you know, you know, you're you're poor and and you've been screwed over by the system numerous times. Right. Uh you know, if you're in the, you know, it, it you know, it's like that skit that you had sent with the Saturday Night Live skit.
0: Oh, Black um, People Jeopardy? Black
1: Jeopardy, right. Black People Jeopardy yeah, yeah. Um where they had Tom Hanks on as the MAGA guy. Right. And they're that you know, they had a, you know, they had this skepticism in common right the the two uh black women and the make america great again guy which is weird but (laughs) you could see it
0: right it was if you guys haven't seen it it was they you know there's three contestants on jeopardy um keenan thompson yeah he was he was in the alex trebek role you had you know you just sort of randomly had tom hanks as this white like he he looked like somebody from where i'm from you know (laughs) white guy in a MAGA hat and so they were very skeptical of him but then the the questions that were sort of like paranoia about like what was it like your cell phone can track you uh,
1: all the thumbprint on the cell phone. yeah
0: and and he was you know he's like that's how they get you <laughs> and all of a sudden everybody was on the same page yeah. because you know they all had
1: skepticism yeah. towards the government and 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 being basically screwed over and that's where that's where we all get along bless you <laughs> that's where we all get along and um yeah i mean it's funny because you know we 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 tend to think about you know, it, it's not always fair. It's not a fair assessment or judgment of people who are in conspiracy theories, and mm-hmm. we tend to think of them as all like crazy Trump supporters, <laughs> and that's really not the key. I mean, it, it's 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 on you know it's everywhere.
0: Yeah. Well, also in in looking for lists of conspiracy theories, then I also you know found an article that had lists of things that seem like conspiracy theories but that are true. When I read through all those, I was like, no wonder people believe. Because when, when the, when government or, you know, whatever authority does act in such a, an underhanded way, then, right. you know, it's, it's easy to, it's easy to believe.
1: Well, Tuskegee Anything's possible.
0: Right? Yeah. I mean,
1: that's some fucked up shit. Like, hey, let them, let's see what happens, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. All of those different, you know, medical.
1: Yeah. I think in the sixties or seventies, um, they just started sterilizing women in Puerto Rico.
0: Just, just started. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, you know, do what we got to do. Yeah, we got him here, why not? Did you know um I'm not I'm not sure if the legislation has passed or it was just proposed. I I think it did go through, but it was recently in New York state, we just became one of only a few states that no longer allows um pelvic exams of unconscious patients. Oh. Have you ever heard about this? No, I no. So This, and I'm not, I'm not talking, so like say you go in, um, for a mastectomy. Mm -hmm. So nowhere near Ladytown, right? So they put you on top Ladytown. It's uptown. (laughs) It's titty town. (laughs) (laughs) But downtown Ladytown. Yeah, it's not near downtown Ladytown.
1: That's the the red light district.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I'm just, so what I'm saying is your genitals are not involved in what's happening, right? You're not draped for it. It's not the procedure. But because you're out, if you're in a teaching hospital, mm. they allow the students to do pelvic exams oh. because it's less awkward. And it, this has been part of the medical tradition, you know, forever. And they just don't question it. Or maybe they do now. But... uh yeah, states are only people. People finally started speaking up, like women, because of women becoming doctors. People finally started right. to be like, "This isn't cool." No, because can you imagine? And it's part of, it's part of the thing you sign that you don't look at, basically. That oh, like, you know, whatever. I mean, just the idea that you wouldn't explicitly ask for consent to do something like that. But and then I guess when the med students would talk about it, they're like, "But it would be so awkward." Like we learn a lot from that. Yeah yeah and then the woman wakes up and is like, What, why do I feel you yeah. know sorry, yeah,
1: but like what, like how like 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 what kind of exam like I don't really know what goes
0: into, a pelvic like, exam, yeah, so I mean, a pelvic exam generally you're getting a speculum inserted, and a speculum goes in at a certain width, and then the handles allow the tube to expand, and what that does is it basically makes the walls of your vagina wider so that then the doctor can access it manually and visually. Oh, wow. That sounded like a definition. You, you did a good job there. You really have watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I've, I've, I've really had pelvic exams. Um, and so, yeah, it, it allows them to get to, to access, you know, further up inside you. Okay. Essentially. Is that
1: something that has to happen when women go to the OBDYN? Like, is that part of your exam? Yeah. Okay.
0: So that's That's comfortable. Yeah. yeah, That's wisdom. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the part that is, is if it's going to be painful, that's the painful part. Right. Um, so the idea that you would insert Medical instruments into somebody yeah. without telling them you're going to do it and without acknowledging you did it afterwards yeah. and just like, I don't know. You're so vulnerable. Would you go in for a surgery or yeah. a procedure and then just to know they're rooting around wherever they can reach on yeah. top of it?
1: I wonder if if people would have a different opinion if they were doing like random prostate exams
0: or like rectal exams yeah. on men. Like, yeah, exactly. oh, he's passed out. Get in there. Get
1: in there with the gloves.
0: And the can you, gloves. oh, so you know, like, does that happen?
1: I, do I don't think exam? so. No?
0: I think it was just pelvic exams. Okay. Yeah. See? You. Yeah. So, so things like that. So like what I was saying, the, when you hear about something like that, yeah. that's just like, oh, why wouldn't you question, you know,
1: well, it seems anything's like it, possible? It also seems like when you have common sense, he goes, no, that would never happen. And you go, oh, shit, it does, right? Like, that's exactly right. what you're saying.
0: <laughs> well, so, okay, let me let me read off some of these from the, the true conspiracy theory um, stuff, article. This is
1: stuff that really happened. Really happened. Okay, really okay. Happened. Give it to me. The
0: U.S. government poisoned alcohol during Prohibition. Oh. There was a gaydar machine developed by the Canadian government. Okay. Uh, U.S. government used dead body parts of infants and children for radioactive testing without permission. Uh, the cia gave lsd to unsuspecting individuals to test and control
1: yeah that that, yeah that one i know
0: uh let's see 28 black men died of treatable syphilis in the name of science Mm -hmm. tobacco companies hid evidence that smoking is deadly hilarious the fbi spied on john lennon u.s government employed nazi scientists after world war ii oh yeah cia developed a heart attack gun oh nice CIA spied on and controlled American media. Mm -hmm. U.S. Air Force researched using pheromones as a weapon. Oh, okay. They spoofed that on, uh, 30 Rock. That was amazing. (laughs) Jack basically made love with, uh, Dick Cheney. (laughs) They could never talk about it. Dalai Lama was a CIA agent. U.S. government's watching your internet use. I'm just saying, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. This keeps going forever.
1: I'm sure. And, and there's one that, uh, I was reading, I don't know if it's true, though, but Amazon employs thousands of people to listen to your Alexa conversations. <laughs> that may be true. Yeah. Know. Well, we always <laughs> joke
0: about how when we record here between, you have both Alexa and Siri. Yeah. So it's being recorded so many different times. Yeah.
1: Well, that's where all listeners come from. <laughs> <laughs> They're employed by <laughs> Apple and Amazon.
0: Oh, can you imagine, like, <laughs> you're doing surveillance of Alexa, and you're like, oh, I like that podcast. <laughs> I'm going to look I'm it a, up. A, a, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Here's one. Here's one. Osama bin Laden was hunted down through a fake vaccination program. Right. Have you heard that? No. So, well, cause we've been talking about, uh, anti-vaxxer stuff the past couple of weeks. Right. Um, and the, the news here in the city, um, you know, keeps kind of escalating because just this week, Mayor de Blasio, uh, he came out with, I don't know how city, I don't know how city laws happen. It, like, is he, it's like, it was an edict essentially, it's but probably i
1: probably a mayoral order. Is that how that works? I
0: I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember from when I read about it, how, you know, how he actually issued the order, but essentially, um, if you're not vaccinated, you're subject to a thousand dollar fine now because the measles outbreaks yeah. have gotten so bad. Yeah. But, so in. Can't I, find me if I'm dead. <laughs> oh. Well, you know what? I actually, I saw in a comment on Gothamist where someone said, and I, it, it's obvious, but I don't think I've ever seen anyone say it so bluntly. of just like, okay, so maybe it does, if it did cause autism, would you rather your kid be dead than have autism? Mm. And I know it's really hard. I know it's really hard. You know, it, right. it, it can be really hard to have an autistic child oh, yeah. and I'm not downplaying that. But I, yeah, I've always been so unsympathetic to anti-vaxxers that then I felt I was surprised that I felt kind of funny about this order coming out, yeah, because that's bodily autonomy, you know, but then i I don't know if you if you live in a society and you participate in the benefits of the society, right. then i the society can dictate certain things,
1: but that but that's such a fine line, right because but, I mean it is a fine line, but I mean you you know you're like the selfishness of one for the I, – I mean, this is democracy, right? I mean, it's, it's a, not I mean, not so much a democracy, but it's a group of people where one person doesn't get to have no vaccination. <laughs> Sorry. I, I thought you were coming
0: out with the, the – No, I'm not. I, I can't. Not just I, a answer, but the answer. No, then. I
1: can't. <laughs> it is only one. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. Like there's been numerous studies. If you're worried about autism, like really look at the shit that you've done in your life. Because maybe there was things that, like, maybe there's certain circumstances. Maybe there's where you live. Where... Wait, wait, wait.
0: Pump the brakes. You mean the parents? Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so you're saying there could be additional environmental factors.
1: I'm saying other that. Other than
0: just vaccination. I'm
1: saying that there could be other things that may affect whether your child has autism or not. Right. So there may be things in, in the parent's life. Maybe there are things, severe drug use, mm-hmm. uh, severe alcohol use severe you know whatever there may be just things that are inherent in your body in your
0: in your genetics genetic makeup right.
1: um there could be like the, the environment i mean um i recently went to a conference where they were talking about how the environment is, is just one of the number one reasons for changing your dna is the environment like the effects on the environment is actually changing your dna as we speak right um so i mean maybe these are the things where you live
0: but you would think you manifest. would think if it I, I can see it being genetic. I would think if it were environmental factors that somebody would have put their finger on it more. Like there there would be some pattern that emerges, you know? I haven't read about this. I don't,
1: I, listen.
0: Which is great that I'm saying I was always unsympathetic and now I'm saying I've never read about it, but I had no sympathy well, for it. Well, that's what we do
1: here. We just have self-righteous opinions.
0: Yeah. Well, because the stuff I have read, <laughs> you know, was about, you know, I remember reading this piece by a dad who, who had a, a child with a, um, immunological disorder Mm -hmm. had been in, you know, really heavy duty treatment and had been in isolation for years. And so, you know, she was like four years old and they finally were able to take her to Disneyland. And then they're like, Oh no, I can't because they're, you know, they were having an outbreak, right which the not going to Disneyland is obviously not the biggest deal. But the, you know, that idea of herd immunity, if enough people opt out, then, you know, you're, you're basically, you're going to knock out the people who are the most vulnerable.
1: Yeah. I mean, her, Her ability to find some sort of normalcy has been removed by other people wanting to – by having a claim, in my opinion, uneducated claim, that this occurs when there have been numerous studies over and over again that disprove what they believe. Yet, in the face of facts, they still maintain that this happens. Right. So I don't – I just don't have sympathy. Yeah. Um.
0: Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I thought when I – I had been reading that that list that I just reeled off to you some of those right. um the true conspiracy theories right. and when I saw the one about um the vaccine involvement with taking down bin Laden, yeah, I wanted to read more about that, so I looked it up and in Pakistan and that area, there i guess has always been um a certain amount of conspiracy theory sentiment about vaccines that it's the the big one was that it's a conspiracy to um To sterilize Muslims. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of distrust around it. And back when we were, we were still searching for Bin Laden, there was a doctor who in Pakistan, a few years before he had been kidnapped by, I don't know if it was ISIS, but because we weren't really at ISIS yet, but it was sort of like Al Qaeda before ISIS, right? Yeah. Right. Totally. It would have, it would have been, it was sort of like the the militaristic offshoots that were just being thuggy because they were part, you know, part of that power complex. So he had been kidnapped and had to pay a ransom to this group. Uh, And that kind of made him a good target to Mm -hmm. become involved for the CIA to go after because he would have sympathy or he he wouldn't have sympathy for them, for Al Qaeda. So he but he says he was he was approached by people who said they were from save the children mm. that international um relief organization about doing a vaccination program in in his his town and it was it was city it was a big place so he he had contact with a couple of people but basically it it turned out that it wasn't save the children or at least save the children heavily denies it Um, it was, it was the CIA posing as Save the Children. And so what they did was they got him to do this vaccine program and the compound that they thought, they thought they knew where Bin Laden was. And they, like, they thought he was on the top floor of this apartment complex in this compound. But the U.S. wasn't ready to just blow it up because they, if they did an aerial attack like that, Then they didn't know if they would have enough DNA left to verify it was bin Laden and be able to wave the flag of we took him out. That's the end.
1: Mission accomplished.
0: Right. So they needed to get in somehow. Okay. So they had this doctor go around and vaccinate all the kids in this town and then go up to this compound saying, I'm vaccinating the kids. Where are the kids? Let me in. And then he was supposed to save the needles and swabs, like mm-hmm. anything that would have DNA evidence right. on it from the kids in the compound. And then they would be able to tell if it was Bin Laden's kids or not. Oh, wow. And then, mm-hmm. you know, go in, do, you know, do like the the land assault that they eventually right. ended up doing. But when the doctor, I mean, at that point, he had to have known it wasn't Save the Children because they weren't going to ask that. That's the part I'm a little iffy Yeah, in. But... He he went in and they they there was only one person answered at the gate of the mm. compound, and the, they said the kids weren't there, nobody was home, and he was like, "No, I must speak to the owner of this place." And so they gave him a name and a phone number, and in the end, it was the phone number that the U.S. government used. It they were able to you know track the activity on the phone number mm. and. You know, do whatever they do at such a high tech level to be able to say, okay, based on that activity, that's, right. it's bin Laden. And so that was what they used. They go in to get bin Laden. So the Pakistan was pissed that mm-hmm. we did that incursion. Right. Like they felt like it violated their sovereignty. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just want to pump the brakes for a second and say, uh, this was, this was from an article in National Geographic that I am recapping right now, essentially. So I don't mean to just rip off them but that's that's my source on this so and i do feel like that's a credible source
1: national geographic it, yeah
0: and it it took a long time for it to come out too. it's weird
1: that it's a national geographic
0: was well they did a special because <laughs> this the series was about polio oh okay. and i will tell you why <laughs> at the end so because it was they were doing like a three-part series about polio and this this plays into that so they um actually sent people right, right. to pakistan and you know uh Tried tried to get all the information from the U.S. government they could, so they were, there was heavy investigative reporting okay. about this that happened. But yeah, so once once it goes down and they get Bin Laden, Pakistan's pissed, and it makes their it it was the place where they got Bin Laden was right next to um, a Pakistani intelligence and military base.
1: What are you going to say so, like a Hilton?
0: <laughs> probably. <laughs> but so it made it look like their intelligence was either in on bin Laden being there or stupid. Yeah. So it didn't look good for them either way. Yeah. So they're pissed at this doctor because they're saying you collaborated with the CIA, so they go and grab him up and arrest him. Mm-hmm. They interrogated him heavily for a while and then eventually they put him on trial and this is the part that is hilariously awful. <laughs> Do you know what they what they put him in jail for? It was for um it was for providing financial support to a criminal organization. Because the remember when I told you how he had been kidnapped? Yeah. Because he paid a ransom. Ran- oh they put that down they put and it was the only time they've ever used that justification wow. to put someone who paid a ransom in jail. Still jail. Yep. Wow. They gave him thirty three years. Oh shit. And he there was his family's been fighting it, so there was an initial review where they knocked twenty years off oh nice um and we've i mean the u s government has always been on his side, but unless we there are a couple of options, maybe that we could do a swap for him right, but it hasn't happened yet so then so all there's all that right mm. and then because because of that, there was this huge backlash against um medical professionals mm. and vaccines. And so polio has gone nuts in Pakistan. And I want to say Yemen and another region. Like there's, they had almost eradicated it in 2000. And then because of all of this, I mean, I don't know if it's a direct line of because of all of this, but it was definitely part of it because it made everybody so distrustful. Wow. So yeah, it's really, it's really fascinating. And then it, it made, um, I guess, uh, 10 or more U.S. medical institutions, like uh medical schools, essentially, like wrote to the U.S. government saying, please don't ever use yeah. health professionals for this again. Because then I guess like there were, you know, there were doctors getting killed all over the place. Wow. And, yeah. And of course, Save the Children was like, don't ever. Use that, yeah. Yeah. So they actually did issue an order saying, I think Obama's administration issued an order saying that we won't. You know, we won't collect or use DNA information or medical professionals for this kind of thing again. But so when you like when you hear like that's all true, it took 10 years or more for it to come out and get any attention. And they tried to when it was first reported on, everybody tried to shoot it down. And like they our administration went directly to the newspaper and to the reporter, you know, trying to get them to not put it out. Mm. But so, yeah, when you hear stuff like that, you're like, of course. Yeah, you know, it, uh, I don't know. I mean, in espionage and counter espionage, of course people are going to be ingenious in their approaches. That's why everybody loves a spy movie. Yeah. Like, oh,
1: then you get tricked. You're like, oh, yeah,
0: but then it does have these sort of implications that I mean, like you you can't see the ripple when you're inside it. I still think that
1: yes, the Pakistani government knew that Bin Laden was where he was. Yeah. And I think they sold him out. That's just my opinion. I think they gave him up. That's, that's my conspiracy. I'm putting that out there. Um, he no longer served a purpose. Yeah. I, that's, I, that's how I think a lot of people will get discovered. They no longer serve a purpose.
0: Well, like, um, uh, what's his bucket? Assange just got, you know, yeah. Ecuador was this week just. They were done with him, right? Yeah. They were like, listen, what did they, they rescinded his, um, Sanctuary, essentially, in there. Stay
1: here. You gotta go. Yeah, you gotta go. Your beard, your beard is. You're not even shaving anymore. Well, well, he was just
0: being a dick too. Like he was skateboarding and like (laughs) he was wrecking the wood of the the, of the embassy. And he, everybody who came to the embassy for business, he'd ask him to play soccer with him. And then one time, the security guard was like, "You can't do that right now," and took the soccer ball away. And he charged him and took it and like kicked the soccer ball in the security guard's face.
1: I'm surprised they didn't beat the shit up. Right? Like I am so surprised. Can yeah. you imagine
0: just having essentially a house guest who yeah, acts, acts like a teenager? Yeah, like yeah. a teenager with a terrible attitude? Yeah.
1: And you're like, why am I, why are we keeping him here?
0: And yeah.
1: You know, there's also that conspiracy that, um, the Bushes did 9-11 instead of Bin Laden. Yeah. So
0: not even in addition to instead of. Yeah. Wow.
1: They had, it. it was all Bush and Cheney. So we got the Bushes connected to JFK
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that 9/11. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, we're gonna get, and somehow we'll get them connected to the measles outbreak.
0: If I were gonna have a Bush theory, mm. it'd be that Barbara Bush did everything. Barbara Bush did the Holocaust. Ooh, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that raises an eyebrow. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I mean the the what's the most recent one now with the gentleman who was who was murdered?
0: Um, Oh, Nipsey Hussle?
1: Yeah, which I never knew who I didn't know anything about him, right? So when I saw Nipsey, you know when the alerts come on my phone, I'm like, Nipsey Russell. Nipsey Russell died a while back. (laughs) I don't even know when Nipsey Russell's dead. I think he is. And then I saw, I'm like, who the hell is Nipsey Hussle? But apparently, there's. All this conspiracy about his
0: Yeah. What it was weird for me because the I don't know why I had I had somehow just started watching Breakfast Club clips.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. then
0: and I had seen I had seen old interviews with right. him and I was like, that guy's amazing and then he was dead.
1: What was like amazing about him? Um I don't know anything about him.
0: Yeah. I was just in, I mean in the interviews I was just struck by how thoughtful and solid and you know how some people just have a presence mm-hmm. to them yeah. and yeah he was just he was very peaceful in the i i don't remember specific things that he said that hit me but i was just like that that guy's got a lot on the ball <laughs> oh right. my god that's so northern michigan that's what my dad would say he got a lot on the ball <laughs> my dad was from the 1920s uh yeah say. yeah but no he he I'm not the, I wasn't his biggest fan, so I'm sure I'm going to leave parts out, but basically he, I mean, he grew up in the Crenshaw area of LA yeah. and he, he had been, you know, part of the Roland sixties, which is a LA local sort of sub, subgroup of the Crips. Okay. And he, he was Eritrean. Which okay. I Africa. also, yeah. It's yeah. America. So he kind of to me like he kind of looked Egyptian and then mm-hmm. I, when I found out he was Eritrean I was like that that makes sense. But yeah, he he was a rapper and I think he did a lot of interesting things. He had run into with the law and so did his brother, but they they would always come back and mm-hmm. um and they just kept it really local to their neighborhood where they would start businesses and okay. they had like they went from selling packs of socks on a table to getting like there was a particular strip mall that everybody in the neighborhood would hang out at. And right. so, you know, they, they got a business there and started selling clothes. And then I think his brother went to jail and they lost it. And the, you know, the cops kept busting them. Um, but then when his brother got out, they were just like, we're building it back up. Let's put up a card table and sell, sell socks on the side of the street until we've got enough money to, to keep, you know, to keep doing it. Right, And I think he, he went independent from like his label he was on started to go down. And so he, he was doing his own mixtapes for years and he, he did a thing where he sold them for, he sold, he sold one of them for a hundred bucks a piece. So mm-hmm. it was basically like not that widely available. And the people who wanted it really wanted well, it. Yeah. And it was just like putting a different value on. Okay. And then I think the next one, because that blew up so big, then it was a thousand. Oh wow. So he did interesting stuff like that. And he, like, when they got that clothing store back, I think his brand name was Marathon, and, you know, he hired people, local people, and right. just, like, he never left Crenshaw, I think it was Crenshaw and Slauson, like, it was this corner that, in a strip mall, and it just sort of was, like, the heart of the right, neighborhood. Right, right. And it was a dangerous place, for That's, sure. Yeah. Um, I saw boys <laughs> But he, what, what else did he do? Like, he was starting, he started a co-working space, so mm. that... Like black owned businesses would, would have a space to come in and work and yeah. he was starting different like low income housing and just, you know, he was just doing a lot of stuff. Community that, stuff. Community yeah. stuff. Yeah. He was a leader. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what hit me about him was it wasn't just like, here's a guy who's a rapper who's promoting himself. He was right. like, he was doing serious things. Positive
1: things for him. Yeah. 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 I mean, from what I, I mean, from what I heard people were, like, people were talking about, like he was trying to basically, you know, get like, gang leaders to kind of like cross lines and have yeah you know, like to you know find some sort of like peace you know in between somewhere you
0: know. I, I think he was so I think he was shot on on a Sunday mm-hmm. and the next day on Monday he was supposed to be going into LAPD to have a conference about right. with the with the police about how to you know help with the gang problems Right And as far as his affiliation with the Crips I mean I don't know exactly where he was at with that but he definitely from what i've read was if he still was affiliated it was it was he was very distanced yeah from them like it wasn't i i don't know what that means
1: i don't know either i mean i, I, I i've heard people say that once you're in you, you're, you're not you're, out yeah you're not yeah out. so i don't know any like i yeah i mean who knows
0: i mean yeah talk about conspiracy like i i don't i don't yeah. know you know what it's like the mafia yeah i mean there's only one way out (laughs) kind of yeah right i mean but so he yeah he was outside his store with a couple other people Mm -hmm. and i guess this guy had come up and they had some kind of um interaction that didn't go great and then the guy came back and this was all in the surveillance footage wow this guy came back with a gun he he shot all of them Ran away and then came back and shot Nipsey again and again Jesus. and kicked him in the head. So wow. like he made sure that he was dead.
1: Yeah. So that's, and then
0: his he there was a, a woman with him with a car idling in the alleyway. Right. Who the cops have let go because she said she didn't know she just I don't know what she thought he was doing, but so <laughs> what, are you, what are you what are you going to oh, are you back Yeah, I'll be right back. Why are you so sweaty and yeah? And you smell like. Guns? But it was so interesting, like when this was being reported on because. Like there's sites that I follow on Facebook or different places on social media. And I always hear things three days before I hear it in the, like the mainstream media from them. And it was all, you know, they knew, they knew who did it right right away. And I guess that guy, so this goes into the conspiracy part. So he's, he's the alleged killer, right? And they, they have, they did arrest him within a few days. And I, I heard that he was, like, trying to check himself into a mental hospital because he was, like, trying to run from the streets. Right. Because there was so much love and affiliation with Nipsey right. that...
1: He was going to get his ass killed.
0: Yeah. Appar- so it, this is the conspiracy theory part. So the stuff I've seen, you know, like, I've seen that people have said that he was in police custody 48 hours before he shot Nipsey. Okay. And, like, that it just sort of doesn't... I don't know. The thing where he kept coming back to make sure he was dead. Yeah. Like that has made people question whether it was personal or not. Right. And then, but then on the conspiracy theory side, immediately, uh, just, I mean, like the day after Nipsey was killed, then there were people saying that he had plans to produce this documentary about this guy, Dr. C B, who I think in the seventies came up with all these natural yeah. um, remedies for different things, which... I think people say he could cure cancer and he could do all these different things. One of them that... was AIDS.
1: I I only know him from when the thing you sent me. Uh, oh yeah, which was AIDS, and then right. there was a court case in the eighties. So basically, so you you sent the name. I I started doing some like research. Apparently, mm-hmm. there was a he got sued or something because uh, he was they were saying uh, you're saying that you cured AIDS in in like fifty cases or something, and he won his case. Oh, and then it, it went somewhere else and he won that case. And um, so basically, like, that exonerates him of any, um, you know, falseness in his Like fraudulent claims. Fraudulent, right, thank you. So, like, um, basically, they're saying that, like, because of the things that he said to do, which, like, to eat better and do all these things, Mm -hmm. can cure AIDS. But, you know, I think people were like, the government was skeptical because they're like, hey, you're people need help and medicine like you know right so so we, like
0: the jury's out on that guy of whether his claims i mean I, I i mean i don't i don't know enough to say he didn't cure aids or he did cure aids but like i kind of don't think he did it's kind of like those people um but but the conspiracy okay. theory angle is you know, big pharma yeah. kept him down, and right. I think killed him to keep. You know,
1: big pharma.
0: Big pharma, t- big pharma. <laughs> yeah, would like big. Ph- I mean, people say that all the time that cancers—that's another conspiracy. that yeah. cancer's been cured, but yep. big pharma makes more money off of treating yes. the symptoms than of curing it. Yeah. So, but so that's what <laughs> then with Nipsey, they're saying like, oh, like big pharma or the government killed Nipsey. To, you know, keep him from producing this documentary. Right. Which that to me seems like, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't seem to me like a reach that there could, you know, that they could have some involvement in his death, but that doesn't seem like the right reason. I mean, the Because documentaries are everywhere. Like if people go went around killing everybody who made a documentary about conspiracy theory stuff, it'd be a lot of dead people.
1: Yes. But they wouldn't be fun.
0: They wouldn't be fun. No, no, they, that would not be fun.
1: Because all the good documentary.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Um, no, but it's 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 funny how when something happens to leaders or whatever, there's always uh, like another story that you know what I mean, like
0: yeah, because so people have to make sense of it yeah. for themselves, even because Big, just Biggie. if it, if it was just honestly that this guy just took. Got personally offended because he was a rapper too. Right, just got offended, and then came back and gunned down that guy. Yeah, that's so the senselessness and just the loss of that right. is too much to take on. Yeah, it's, I mean for people especially. I mean that that guy had a two year old and you know right, like it. He had a lot of connections. Oh. And then the development today on it oh. is, so there were, there were two guys, two or three guys, I think two guys with him mm-hmm. who were also shot initially, right? Okay. So it turns out one of them, um, was this guy who had just gotten out of prison. He was a man in his fifties. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he'd been in prison for, but, um, but he was there because Nipsey was giving him clothes from the store. Okay. To help him get on track with his life better. Right. So he gets shot by this guy. I think he's paralyzed. Jesus. And LAPD arrested him for, um, association with a known gang member, which was Nipsey. So that man's back in jail. He served like 20, 30 years and he was, they were just trying to get him started. He gets gunned down and they put him in jail and he can't walk. And that's, and that's the truth. Like that's that's not a conspiracy theory. That's That's, true. That's,
1: that's fun. That's, well, I mean, it's LAPD, right? I mean, they're not known for anything. Yeah. Um, Well, Well,
0: that's, I mean, so that's the system, right? The system is the system. So I understand. So I guess it was a stipulation of his parole that you're not allowed to associate with known gang members. And I get that. But when you come from an area where everybody in your family and everybody that you're friends with, you know, like, are they saying just like, is it like, get on the bus and get out of town, and that's the only way you're not going back in?
1: Yeah, basically. I mean, like, it's
0: just a system to perpetuate people yeah, being
1: prisoners. It's a cycle of you're, you know, you're back in there. Yeah, that's that. that I hope that gets reviewed and overturned somehow because that's that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and super sad. But you know, well, I mean, hopefully,
0: it'll get enough attention because yeah, uh, this is you know, this had enough national attention. But I, I wonder, I don't know. I wonder if other, like I said, I don't know why I randomly, I, oh, I do know why. Cause I, of DZ and Miro, like, have we talked about them? I don't know who they are. They're these two guys who, they're from the Bronx and they had a podcast called Bodega oh, Boys. Oh, those
1: are the guys who are getting their Showtime show? Yeah. They went yeah, to
0: Vice and then yeah. now there it was Showtime. So like, I think I'd somehow start watching them and through them I started watching The Breakfast Club. Right. And that may—I think I saw them do an interview with Nipsey too. So, but yeah, I just wonder like if if this is getting more mainstream attention or if people if people are just like, eh, gangbangers, you know?
1: Oh, I don't. Well, I'll tell you this: the Jesse Smollett uh, yeah. thing um, definitely got way more attention than the Nipsey. I think because, yeah. and it's funny because even when the Jesse Smollett thing came out. It, Everyone I work with, you know, and who predominantly are people of color, they were like, "Nope, that's a setup." Yeah. Even before like the setup idea came out, they were like, "Nope, it's a setup." And I'm like, I, "I'm like, sure, if you say so." Like, I'm like, "Why would you say that?" And they're like, "It's a setup." And I was like, "Okay,
0: wait, setup meaning
1: like it was fake? The whole thing was staged? Like, you yeah. know exactly what happened?"
0: Okay, I didn't know if you meant set up by him or set up by the cops.
1: No, no, no. They they when it originally happened, they were like, "Oh, everyone kept saying that it was staged." I'm like, "How, how do you guys know that?" No, I you can and, just feel it and they were like oh because i just it also i didn't know who that guy was i don't watch empire i didn't
0: either i had no idea <laughs> so i'm like who the fuck
1: is but this the guy part, i
0: remember brian and i were on the phone at work right. and i the because initially we were just like that is awful i can't believe it right and then the more there were too many props right too many props like it, it the letter and the no it was it was the the rope and the bleach Cause I was just like, who's cruising around oh. Chicago?
1: And it was cold, right? Apparently yeah. that's the other thing, like it was like, it was Right, really, cause that's really what cold. I said to him
0: was like, it was, it had to be targeted. Right. Because you don't just like, oh, let's get rope and bleach and go try to find a random, you know, black right. gay person. Right. And then once the letter came in, I was like, no way, that's too many. Too many. Yeah, it just didn't, it yeah. just didn't seem right.
1: I don't know. It was just weird. And it's still kind of weird the way, um everything, like kind of like, ended because like he got off like scot-free
0: no now they're suing him oh they're
1: suing him yeah because
0: the new mayor who got in is just like oh hell no because she was a prosecutor oh
1: uh, okay
0: and uh yeah they're he's on the hook for like three hundred thousand for oh. the cost of the case yeah oh, good um him. and i guess he he had an option to just pay like 125 or 150 something like that and he refused so it's going Not to trial dream, huh? um and then he went to hawaii on vacation oh good for him <laughs>
1: I mean,
0: I live, I, I live your life.
1: Live the best you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, that about I think we've covered all the issues with um, conspiracy theories. <laughs> I, you know, normally we we hit topics, we 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 we, end we it mm-hmm. and no one else can say anything about it ever again.
0: Uh, yeah, we handled it. We yeah, it's done. Yeah, but wait, here's what we haven't handled. What haven't we handled? <laughs> New memories. Did you make any recently? Um,
1: haven't. I, I guess I do have a new memory. Uh, so I think it was last week. I went to a conference. Um, okay. it's like the data science conference at Columbia University. Hmm. They had great food. <laughs> <laughs> they had wonderful breakfast. They had these apple muffins that were delightful. Nice. Um, their coffee was good because normally when you go to these places, the coffee is coffee is bad yeah and their lunch was fantastic um they had a nice steak filet sandwich on an onion baguette wow with couscous and some other items and they had a snack for snacks they had coffee and cookies (laughs) (laughs) now when you sat in the conference uh it it was it was wonderful um the guest speaker was uh the president of microsoft I can't remember his name at the moment. And he just spoke about artificial intelligence and how, you know, facial recognition is the next big thing and it's becoming more and more. But he was also funny because he was talking about how, how poor of a job that facial recognition does with women and uh, people of color. Yeah. Because all their test subjects that are working on these things are predominantly white men. Right. So I I found that, I found that to be really funny. Yeah. Um, I've heard if you
0: wear makeup, it doesn't work.
1: Yeah. And as I look at my iPhone and it, you know, it's it's all facial unlocking type shit. You do
0: facial recognition on your it's, iPhone? Yeah. Okay. So
1: then I try to like alter it. I try to like puff my cheeks out and whatever. Yeah. To see if it, but it, it works. It's pretty good. So and it was just a, a, a breath of fresh air to go somewhere and be like with brand new ideas and like people doing some really interesting things. Yeah. Um, and the lunch and breakfast and snacks were <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> you should you should uh, give them feedback on that. I'm sure I did. they're. I, <laughs>
1: <laughs> because, of course, they sent out a survey at the end. I was like, guest speaker was great, and the lunch
0: was great, and that steak filet was delicious. Oh, I so, bet that made the event planners happy.
1: Oh, they really did outdid themselves. Because when I went <laughs> two years ago, it was not catered this way. They yeah. But, you know, it's Columbia University. They got a lot of
0: money. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> That's cool. Um, you know what else I wanted to say? What? We have nearly reached the end of season three.
1: That's a conspiracy.
0: That's a conspiracy. <laughs> You're lying. I don't believe you. Yeah. But no. dare
1: you be the authority?
0: Yeah, we. This is our last full episode. I think we're gonna do a little wrap it up for next week.
1: Yeah, just a little um, slap and tickle for next week.
0: I don't. I don't want know you <laughs> to say that <laughs> ever again. <laughs> 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 That's, yeah. so you, everybody disregard that and uh <laughs> we have have a good week and you know as always if you want to reach us yes. brokencorners.com, twitter instagram, facebook patreon? patreon, thank everywhere
1: you, thank you to our current patreon
0: yeah and thank you everybody for listening to another season we've had a lot of fun making yeah. it so thank you and we'll see you